Four days stand for discover, define, design, deliver. And in a simple context, this is very good for user experience because you can take an artifact like a website or an app. Okay, let's just keep it simple. So a website, you're launching a new business or an organization. You need to look at the, the first D, which is discover. And you need to really do research. You need to capture as much data as you can of who you're targeting you know what are the what are the needs what are the requirements everything capture everything synthesize and analyze that data to move on to the second d which is to define so you're really now defining the problem you're prioritizing which needs are the most critical and which are not so that you can form a hypothesis right a brief so you form a brief and you form a hypothesis. And for those of you that, you know, are like, what's a hypothesis? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky word, but hypothesis is, is just another word for saying you form a, an, in, a, an informed view. Right. Uh, I, I'm hesitant to say assumption because you should never be assuming anything, but you can come up with an informed assumption based on, data because at the end of the day we are in a way assuming but if you're assuming straight away you might be in danger of designing for yourself rather than the human that you are actually needing to design for basically validating the 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 context yeah exactly uh well that's the moves on to the third and fourth d so the validation happens with the third and fourth d's third d being designed so you design a minimum viable version of that and you test because the fourth D is deploy or deliver and you test and iterate that version. Right. So in a very simple way, hopefully that has come across, you discover a phase, you, your discover phase is capturing all the information as possible from everywhere that is relevant. Then you're, desi- you're defining what is the main problem and you're defining a uh, potential solution. To that problem right, right then you're designing that solution as an artifact some might look at it as a prototype right. and then and you know we can even use paper prototypes to validate right and then we go into d- deliver you do you put that out into the market and that market might be just a small group a testing group if you want mm-hmm. and then you go back to the beginning what did you discover from that right. test Okay. What are you now defining again? What are you designing now? That's a bit more uh, focused. And, right. and then you ha- how are you deploying version two? And it goes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ram, just expounding on uh, what you said, uh, that design is a problem-solving tool. I just want to know from you, how can students use this tool to mold their careers? Well, the best way is to ask who is their customer. So their customer is going to be employers. So speak to creative directors, business owners, uh, leaders in organizations, in marketing design departments if they have that 
design directors, even senior designers would be able to give some great advice. So how I would say the very first thing is you can piece together up to maybe 80, 85% of the picture, right? Because that's what education is for. They try to help you. They create a curriculum. They, they help you with a portfolio of work and they help you with hopefully a, a course that allows them the basics, the fundamentals of design. But from there, you really need to leverage the experience of what is the reality. So when you're doing an assignment, you don't get two weeks in the real world. You, you, you'd be lucky to get like four, five, six hours to finish a project. Right. Because it's, you know, so, you know, what, what more, you know, the, the advice that someone that actually works in the industry can give you. So first step I would say is to really start connecting with people and you can do this virtually too, you know, use LinkedIn to connect with people or whatever tool is most prominent in your uh, location or your industry, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but DMS on Instagram is so easy. Now you don't even need to connect with people for permission in that way. Obviously you send a, a very thoughtful first message as a good first impression that's respectful but you know that's exactly how we connected you know one of your interns yeah. reached out to me and 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 you know shared a bit about what you guys do and here we are you know so it's possible it's very possible and i think people just need to look at it as a numbers game as well don't look at it as a personal thing if you are not receiving a response don't take it personally it's a numbers game you know, it's a timing game as well. So what if you've sent a message and the person is, you know, taking care of their kids or the creative director is, you know, is occupied at just that one moment that you send an email, it's Mm. timing as well. It's, it's, in some ways it's a game of chance. So, you know, when I finished design school, I sent out 300 emails in one week and, and people that I speak to in design college, during Q and A, when I speak at an event, they they you know look distraught. They look so unhappy. They're like, I haven't gotten any luck. I've been applying for jobs for like four months, and I'm like, four months? How many how many emails have you sent? They said, oh, like forty. That's ten emails a month. That's not enough. Right. You know, you really really have to put yourself yeah. out there. It's not going to come to you. You got to work hard you got to reach out to people and you got to plant many seeds out of the 300 seeds that I planted via emails in the first week after college, only like two or three people responded back, you know, and I think two of the three of them were rejection. The others didn't even bother to reply back. They just rejected me with silence. You just got to keep going. This is, this isn't going to be a walk in the park. You know, those that, those that are persistent and, and really just keep honing in on their craft, really putting themselves out there. Don't worry about making money now, man. The money is going to come. It comes later. It's, you know, I did a talk here, uh, called, um, uh, don't aim to make a million dollars, aim to help a million people. Right. Because I'm telling you now, like, you have time on your hands as what Gary V says to a lot of young people out there. You've got time, you've got time, like just be patient because 
you know, what, what, uh, what you are in right now in your twenties, all the way up to your early thirties, doesn't matter. You, you know, you're, you're still in a foundational period. Mm. You're creating fertile ground. Just enjoy the fact that you're not up there yet. Like really just enjoy the, the, the hard work. And because you know what, like what pleasure is it if you, are on a helicopter and you land at the top versus the person that climbed to the top. Right. You know, it's, it's, right. it's you, you can't have joy without feeling, you can't have feel immense joy without feeling immense sadness. Mm. It's because you felt immense sadness that you appreciate the immense joy. You know, you can't, appre- you, you, you won't feel fulfilled if you haven't gone through and put in the blood, sweat and tears. Now I'm not saying that you have to go down that path, but you've got to put some effort here. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Absolutely. And it goes for uh, anywhere, any aspect of life. Uh, right, exactly. Any, and any industry. Yeah. Any industry. It, it, yeah. I remember this wonderful talk. If you, if you are on YouTube, just uh, Google uh, Jim Carrey commencement speech. The funny man, Jim Carrey, he yeah. said something really profound he, he, in his commencement speech to a university. He said, you can fail doing something you hate. So you might as well do something that you love. Yeah. It's so true. You know, you can go pursue, uh, you know, law or accounting or engineering or, you know, medicine or science. If that's your passion, that's awesome. But deep down, if it's not your passion, you know that you can fail pursuing that too. It's just as equally as competitive as well. So you might as well go for something that you love. At least at the end of the day, you're passionate about it or you find some excitement about it because it's hard work either way. Even if you don't enjoy the thing, you kidding me being a lawyer. I can't imagine the amount of books and things you have to read and material and policies and, Oh my gosh, you'll be living in books. Right. It's, it's right. still hard work. Yeah. But if you enjoy that, that makes, that gives you light at the end of that tunnel, that this is necessary in order for me to be that or to, to help people. I need to read these books or I really need to consume that material. Mm. Absolutely. Right. Right. Ramo. I, I honestly wish uh, I had professors like you back in my engineering school that, that could have helped a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, mate. Yeah. Uh, you talked about LinkedIn and Instagram and a lot of your work extends to these uh, digital mediums. I want to know how did these digital mediums help you advance your uh, design prospects i mean how did it help you promote design through this these uh, digital mediums well interestingly when i started giant thinkers which was a blog the first week i launched it only two people were reading my blog my mum and my sister confirmed by google analytics right? <laughs> <laughs> no one was reading it no one Uh, fast track to three months in it organically got picked up by how magazine communication arts and then eventually uh the aiga the american institute of design 
they contacted me and invited me to New York to speak to their leadership team. And I have family in LA, so I visited there and I teed up a time when it would be convenient for me to, to meet them. So eventually I met them shortly after creating my blog. And they said, the president of this organization, right? The American Institute of Design, which has hundreds of thousands of members all across the country in America, sitting on these grand red chairs, looking over Madison Square Avenue. And I'm like, it was my first time in New York. I'm like, far out, what a dream. And the first thing he says to me is, Ram, he goes, so Ram, uh, how are you engaging with an audience that we're struggling to engage with? You know, very serious question, very serious tone of voice. And I'm like, how am I engaging with an audience that you're struggling to engage with? So I let that sit and I thought, right, he's talking about these emerging designers that they are struggling to engage with. And then I said, I don't have a strategy. I'm just writing to my younger self. So there's the clue. What would your younger self or your prospective audience that you're targeting, what are they using right now? Pretty sure they're all bloody using TikTok now as well, right? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be relevant to the platform that they are already embracing. You know, one of my mentors said to me at a young age, which has stuck to me till this day, the best way to motivate someone is to find what already motivates them. Mm. Simple. Mm. If they are motivated and if they are engaged in certain platforms, remove the friction, as we say in design, and make it easy. Make it easy is a basic UX principle. Make it easy. Right. So, yeah. you know, when when we are talking about you know how how i'm able to promote design through you know the digital means well it was the the digital diary which we now know as blog post writing it was the digital uh, enabling my books to be enabled as ebooks as well as audiobook format it was podcasting as a digital means for trans transferring information Right. It was digital courses. So I was on Creative Live, uh, the world's largest online learning platform, where when I did that in San Francisco, six hours each class, I've got two classes. One's called Create a Knockout Design Portfolio, and the other one's called Get the Design Job You Want. That's an online course that is on demand. That's why Netflix and all these other, you know, live streaming, on demand streaming uh, services are so popular because it's on your time you watch when you want you watch uh, from wherever you want that's that's the thing so you just got to ensure that you're designing for relevance and ease and that's it you know make it easy for people yeah um so um before Garang asks his next question uh, I just wanted, I just picked up something from the middle of our conversation where you, you spoke about how uh, creative professionals in today's age and time, uh, it's no more, uh, you know, the madman character who's uh, sitting out in his office smoking a cigarette, uh, but rather it's, uh, uh, you know, the person has to become authentic and discipline is now coming in, in into this. 
so um, what i what i want to ask is that uh, for a for a person who's coming into this field uh, what in the future you know uh, if i have to paint a uh, you know just put out a, what is the kind of personality that a person needs to be, to have according to you and what are the kind of skills that a person needs to have in the future in order to really make it good uh, in this field yeah so off the bat the person has to have humility okay and i say this because you can be the best designer you could be the most skilled but you have to remember that there's also cultural currency and by culture i don't mean by any means right. the color of your skin or the preference of your sexuality or your religion no 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 none of that i'm talking about the attitude right a culture a culture of people with open mindedness yes. humility you know creativity these are all cultural traits that you know some cultures bit like business cultures right have a lot of that some do not some actually look down upon that they don't want you to stand up and be open minded and they don't want you to have ideas right yeah they exist that might be toxic for some people but some might fall into line and they prefer that that's fine too right. but, but in in design a fundamental currency is 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 your way of thinking as i already said so in your way of thinking doesn't matter if you're just coming out of the gates but if you are curious curiosity is a trait humility as i already mentioned you know you don't want to be a you know apologies for my french but you don't want to go in there acting like you you're a dickhead yeah. thinking that you're the man or the yeah. woman yeah <laughs> you, like i'm telling you now it just never you never like cockiness is such a turn off you can yeah. be confident mm-hmm. you know the, the, the I've, i've defined this as the difference between cockiness and confidence is that cockiness is when someone uh feels like they need to be better than everyone else right confidence on the other hand is knowing that you can perform and be competent on a job and deliver that well right that's that's confidence right you can be right. confident by delivering a job well but you can be cocky which is like oh yeah you know you can it's such a turn off right we all we all know how that looks like and and um it's it's more about being right or being better than people, right. rather than focusing on the ideas right and so attitude as well willingness to learn very important yes uh no matter what stage of your career right and uh th- like see this is these are the all the things that again i i started to really uncover when i was working but no one told me this because mm-hmm. when we talk about competitive advantages right when you when you create you know build brands or work on a product right. or service you, you we we always talk about competitive advantages for the business proposition or product proposition but for for students you have to design you're the product yeah and you need to look at yourself as a brand okay absolutely so for people coming out of the gates they've got to understand that their competitive advantage is their personality their values the way they carry themselves the way they act Absolutely. you know i always i for a junior position at mercer bell and sachi and sachi 
in the first week when I put the job ad out, 350 people landed on my inbox and I'm like, bloody hell, I've got to go through all this. So how am I filtering that? Well, I'm quickly scanning firstly, if their, if their resume is designed, yeah. people forget that the resume is the first design artifact. Right. Are they using information hierarchy? Are they using structure? Are they using negative space? Are they using, uh, you know, topography formatting? Right. Right. Um, you know, already I can tell if they are able to execute design principles on something as small as a resume yes. or, or a CV. And then I look at the competencies. So are they studying design? If they're not, then I get rid of the others because, you know, we need to have a, a baseline, a baseline foundation that, that, you know, we can't spend all our time design, uh, helping train someone that uh, doesn't have basic uh, competencies as a designer. Right. So now I've culled more than half already at this point. And then now I'm looking for, um, for the pot, I'm looking at the portfolios and I'm not looking through all the portfolios. I might only look at the very, very, very first two seconds. And if I'm not seeing if the portfolio is demonstrating what the job role needs, it all comes back to the job description, right? So yeah. the job description you know, if the, the then this job description, for example, was digital junior designer, then I need to see that there's digital work. The moment that there's not predominantly digital work, gone, gone. That's okay. It just means that, you know, you should apply for a job that's not that job because digital is means digital. So right. apply for relevance. And if that means that you need to have two or three or four different portfolios, Mm. PDF portfolios, then do it. Mm. Customize for the job role that you're applying for. That's a very important tip. So if some people think that, oh, I didn't get this job, it's because you didn't customize your portfolio. Right. Okay. Have yeah. multiple versions depending on the job. If it's branding, if it's a brand designer role or a UX designer role, they have two different portfolios right there. Right. A brand designer. So you can't think that your one portfolio is going to, you, you think that it's going to be good enough for a junior brand designer, junior digital designer, junior graphic designer, junior UX, UI designer, that they're all different roles. You, yes. you think your portfolio is going to stand out? No, you, you actually dilute the impact yeah. because your portfolio is everything. You want to be the master of one or tailor it to show that it is heavily one type of work, right? You, you, so that's that. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, the, the, the ways that you're going to stand out is, oh, one other thing. I, then I got into the interview phase uh, where I called down to 10 people at this point and some people were not even looking at me. They were so nervous, you know, <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> but like, you gotta, you gotta make eye contact, right? Yeah. You gotta, you know, it's a simple thing that I learned over time again no one told me this but you know mirror mirror each other you know like don't fold your arms don't look away this one girl stopped breathing at one point and i'm like oh my god please breathe <laughs> and she was gonna have a panic attack but you know she was nervous that's okay i understand but yeah. just, you gotta you gotta this is your one chance so um and then also you know, I give, I, when I hire, I, I, I give a dummy brief. So I, I give uh, a test, I give a test. So right. 
you know, I remember I gave a test, you know, every, for this particular job, I gave a test to design, like it was a con one concept applied over three different banner sizes with a rationale, right? Pretty simple. And then, and then I didn't give a deadline on purpose. Okay. I wanted to see who would, who would just self initiate that. And some of them were like asking when's the deadline. And then they were going to just deliver it on the deadline. It's like, they don't they don't even see. Mm. Like if I say you have a week, I go, Oh yeah, like a week's fine. But then they were like, Oh yeah. Cause I've got a lot on this week. It's like, if you, if you have a lot on, you have a lot on, that's fine. Yeah. But I know that the person that really wants it is the one that's going to do it within 48 hours, for example. Right. Right. It's right. simple, simple, simple things, simple ways. There's opportunities around you to stand out, you know. Um, but more, more importantly, yeah, your your values, your attitude. I wrote a blog post called "Your Your Attitude Is More Valuable Than Skill." Right. So certainly, um, certainly, you know, link this or search it if you're listening to this. Uh, it's one of my most popular blog posts because it talks about that. Yeah. Right. Right. That was that was quite an insight, Ram, and I'm sure you have uh, penned down uh, most of these insights in your books as well. Uh, you have authored several books. Would you would you like to tell us about them? Yeah, so they're all available on Amazon and and different uh, online stores. So the first book is called How to Get a Job as a Designer, yeah. and it's a step by step guide. I cover the five big areas, which is, um, which is, uh, design, uh, design education, rather, uh, portfolio creation, um, networking interview situations and what to do, uh, when you're on the job. Right. So it's a very, it's very, uh, small, it's not a big read because I designed it for students that I know they don't want to have long reads. So, right. um, that's available. But my other book, How to Get a Mentor, is I think it's definitely something that I think is for everyone because at the, the here's the proposition of of that. It's it's um, success leaves clues, right? So we can learn from people that have done what you ultimately want to do. I mean, that's a that's a no brainer. If there's someone that's done what you ultimately want to do, they're ultimately able to cut the guesswork, see the blind spots and succeed faster. That's, that's the uh, proposition of that. And I put it down to 12 steps. And so, yeah, that, that book's available on paperback, ebook, audiobook. Um, you can actually get the first 50 pages for free to, as a podcast episode. And so if you okay. still want to hear about it, it's a, it's a, it's an episode, uh, first 50 pages I read out, uh, of the book for free uh, awesome. on my podcast. Awesome. We'll, we'll put it in the recording as well. Yeah. Links to all this. And all the links are on giantthinkers.com. So, you yeah. know, my creative live classes, if you want something more immersive, you can go to giantthinkers.com slash ram at creative live. Uh, but again, on my giantthinkers.com page, there's links to all these resources, paid or free. There's lots there. So, um, it just, just depends on where you're at in your, in your life and your circumstance. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, like they say, Ram, uh, all good things come to an end. That's we are almost, <laughs> towards the end of this. <laughs> we are almost towards the end of the podcast. And this is one of my 
final question so let's say it's in request uh would you would you like giving our listeners who are mostly young people young students a message from your side yeah uh i guess i'll leave them with one that um that i think could help them the most which is uh persistence trumps circumstance so i know life's hard right now circumstance for some people is very 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 hard right. financially emotionally spiritually dry like it can you know these times the world we live in can sometimes feel like you're in a dark place but i can tell you now that persistence you know they say that I'll finish off that sentence. Persistence does trump circumstance in my experience. So that's the one message I want to leave with listeners. Uh, because as I kind of alluded to before, um, you, you can't really appreciate the satisfaction of, of, of being fulfilled without an exchange. There's always a, a payoff and a trade-off. You're paying either with energy, you're paying with money, you're paying with blood, sweat and tears, you're, play, you're paying with late nights, you're paying with effort. I get it. I'm there. I'm still there. I'm always there. And um, I, you know, we all have our version of that. But as a student in particular, I feel your pain. Uh, I feel the struggle. I was once there and hence why I've tried to help people in that space. Um, so that's all I can leave with persistence because everything that you feel good or bad is always temporary. Mm-hmm. You, you're happy now. And, and I'm not saying to be scared, but life's ups and downs, man. Like that's life. Like you get, it goes up, it goes down. Yeah. But when you're down, it's, it's temporary. You'll get back up again. And when you're up, enjoy that time. And when you're down, somehow find, the the enjoyment in that too in that you're learning you're being challenged it's an opportunity for growth it's life man we got to show up every day to that that's it awesome uh ram uh, i know you took time out for us out of a very busy schedule i'm sure was time well spent with you Thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you for giving us your time. You too, Vaibhav. Thanks so much. Um, Pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And, and to our listeners, our podcast series uh, continues. Stay home, stay safe, and keep learning.